God is good, is he not? What a wonderful service. Uh, this has to be one of my favorite services to do and to, uh, to witness a baptism and not just to see this for someone else, but to remember our own baptisms uh, and the day in which we were taken from who we were and called loved, called living. Incredible, incredible moment. The church I was at before I came here to, uh, to Seattle, the church I served in St. Louis, was a church plant, and it began first in a, uh, a backyard, then it moved into a church building, and by the time I left St. Louis, it was worshiping in an attic. Um, so let us always be thankful for our German beer hall right here. <laughs> um, so it was, it was in the attic, it was the attic of a, of a theater. And I never really went into the theater very often, but one time I was standing down in the lobby greeting people and making sure that they found their way up the flight of stairs they needed to to find us in the the attic. Um, And a cast member walked by, someone who, who worked for the theater, and he went in to the large theater space. And as the door swung open, you know, as a door can swing open and then it continues to keep swinging. I could kind of see into the theater, and, and all I saw was darkness and a little bit of light. Well, I suddenly became like a kindergartner. I wanted to know what was in there. Why did it look so different? And it became an itch that just definitely needed to be scratched. But I, I had to go, and I had to go do service and preach and and. So I went upstairs, and the whole time during service, that was in the back of my mind. Of course, I was paying attention to what I was doing, but in the back of my mind was there this image of what must be in that theater. So after service, as we were cleaning all our stuff up, and everybody else had really gone, and it was just me and the musicians, I I decided to go downstairs and to walk into that theater. So I go to the door, and I push it open, and I walk inside of the theater, And I was taken aback. The theater was very clearly stripped bare. It was between shows. And so the stage itself, everything had been removed from it except for the the black wood that was underneath. And the walls behind in the backstage area were bare in their own blackness so that, that it was ready to be primed for the new show. And all the seats that were dark, had positioned themselves waiting for whatever show was next to to start building itself. But in the middle of the stage, there was a tall pole. And on this pole was one bulb. One single bulb that was lit. Now, I, I don't know what wattage the bulb was. But I know that the theater was very large. So large that when I walked into the theater, all I could see was just that bulb. And then I made my transition from being like a kindergartner to being what must be like a bug heading towards a bug zapper. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? We had one of those above the uh, pool I had as a kid. Whereas it wasn't just the bug staring at the light, it was the children too. I had to get a little bit closer to find out what this bulb actually looked like. Uh, 
Whoever has the flipper, would you mind moving forward? I forget. Yes. Looked very much like that. The old type of bulb, you know. So as I walked into there, and I was standing in the darkness myself, I thought I'd get a little bit closer to examine what this was actually all about. I had varying reasons in my mind. Maybe, maybe it was because someone might trip over the stage in that darkness, or maybe it was because it would take too much to turn the lights on and wait for them to warm up to do just simple odds and ends in the theater. But I wanted to get a little bit closer. So I started my journey towards this single bulb in the middle of the theater. The thing was, as I got closer, naturally the light grew a bit stronger in my eyes. And so that as I would turn my face away from the bulb, to look either to my left or to my right, or around me in any sort of way, I was actually blinded. All that I could actually see was the image of the bulb itself as I looked into the darkness that it surrounded me. I can't help but think that maybe this is exactly how the disciples must have felt during the transfiguration, where they looked up to the Lord as He transfigured into the bright white light, that if they just turned their eyes away from Him, all that would be left imprinted on their retina was the brightness of the Lord Himself. Maybe this is a little bit like what Paul felt on his own journey, where the Lord appeared to him suddenly and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And blindness came over the eyes of Paul. Suddenly I began to feel a little bit what that must have been like to have suddenly the light come into your life. To where it itself from the Lord is so blinding that there is no possible way I could ever see again the way I saw before. That everywhere I looked, the imprint of that light was to be seen on every single inch. I wasn't dissuaded to continue my journey at that point in time, so I I decided to keep walking closer and closer to the light. And so as I grew a little bit closer and closer to the light, the rays and the beams of the light actually started to hit me where suddenly I could see my hands. That in the darkness I had forgotten maybe what hands might be like. But there they were again, and suddenly these hands, I could see them for what they were. Not very strong, mind you. I could look down and I could see my feet and the ugly shoes I had decided to wear that day kind of like red sneakers that some other pastor wears every now and then. Well, my body began to appear again in the light. Sometimes when you're in the darkness for long enough, you just forget what it actually looks like. You forget the reality of the situation. Hiding in the darkness cannot just hide away the things that we do, but we try to hide ourselves away as well. But it wasn't just myself 
that I could suddenly start seeing. I could actually see the things to the right and the left of me. I could see the things that were above and the things that were below, and I could see the aisle that stood in front of me. Suddenly, everything else that surrounded me became visible as well. Much like ourselves when we come into the light of the Lord, that all parts of our life become exposed to the light. Every nook and cranny that we wanted to remain hidden. The parts of our lives that we don't like to admit. The times where we would prefer to actually stay in the dark. The chairs to the side were some suddenly becoming alive to me. I could see their character and texture. Much like we ourselves can see our character and texture in the light of Christ. But it's not just the bad that becomes illuminated with Christ. When the light of the Lord comes into our life, we also see the good. We see every part of our callings in life and how in each and every one of those callings, suddenly they mean more than they've ever meant before. That in the conversations that we have with each other, that suddenly those become times which the Lord is active. The work that we do in our workplaces means something. The hands that we use in our garden both grow something of the Lord's and become filled with the dirt that He even created. My, what it is like to suddenly walk into the light. To have every part, the good, the bad, brought light. Unfortunately, at this point in time, as I'm standing there, as I can see myself in the light, I realize that maybe if somebody else came into the theater, they would see Brad Malone standing there randomly in the middle of a theater, dark, empty middle of a theater. I was exposed. You could see me. What would the hip musician say of me standing there staring at a light? I needed to step backwards. I needed to get out of the light so that there would be no way that someone could see who I was. Maybe I could convince myself to just step back a few steps and sit back in a chair where it is dark. Maybe I could take a load off there. Maybe I could hide a little bit better there. I could even find entertainment in staring at the light for hours from that far of a distance. How many times have we, ourselves as we are in the light, have been coaxed into doing the same thing to backing ourselves away? Going back into the darkness of our lives going back to where we even came from. I knew as I turned around towards where I had come from exactly how to get back. The door was just directly behind me. After all, I had already been that path. It was predictable. I knew what was there. How easy would it be to turn around? So needless to say... I turned around. I faced the back of the theater. 
You know, the thing is, is when you look back into the darkness, you can't really see that well anymore. And you realize that as you walk yourself back into the darkness, that when you were able to see your body and see your life in the light, that you actually had ability to be creative, to see something you've never seen before. Every part of your life had become something new. And instead, I wanted to go back to the old, to the dark. What was it that I was missing out on? What was it that laid there by that bulb? What was it that was in that light that I wanted to see? So I turned back around again. And I started to walk towards the bulb a little bit more. You know, as you grow farther and farther into the light, things and things become more and more clear. And even just today, as we saw one of our brothers go into the light, we know that ahead of him is a life where he will continue to go and see more and more. That even at the age of a hundred, he still has more of the light to see and to find. And so I continued forward towards that bulb to see a little bit more. Because as I grew closer and closer to the bulb, suddenly I could start seeing the outlines of that bulb. The figure that was uh, uh, shedding the original light. I could even see the wiring in the bulb by this point in time. So I brought myself up next to the light, stepped up the steps to the stage, stood next to the light itself and turned around. You know, when you're standing next to the light in a dark room, it becomes like a flashlight, but a flashlight that shows everything, not just a single beam. And suddenly I could see where it was that I was standing in the dark. I could see all the things that I had traversed past. Everything that was the obstacles in my way. And I could call them names. I could call them exactly what they were. Nothing more than obstacles. Nothing more than hindrances that were thrown in my path. I could see who I was back there in the dark, and I could now see more clearly who I am now. And there's no way I would want to return to that. Because as I stood next to the light, suddenly the entire room of my life became clear. I did feel like Paul on that day when he was blinded. Whereas he needed to reach out and grab the hand of a brother and hear the words of forgiveness, suddenly he could begin to see everything that had been and everything that will be. That's the kind of truth that the light brings into our lives. It's the kind of truth that can stare into the darkness and call every lie exactly what it is. It can look into those nooks and crannies of our lives, the things that we want to hide away and keep hidden and away from us and call them just what they are. Forgiven. 
forgiven in the light of Christ. The early church father, Irenaeus, once said, God is light, but unlike any other light that we have seen. Turn away from the darkness and turn towards the light.